0: on today's episode we talked to dixie jacobs of the band body futures about the music of genesis this is the operative i'm your host chris williams So, thank you for doing this. You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Um, So, tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, that sort of thing.
1: Okay, well, my name's Dixie Jacobs, and I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but I'm not from there. I'm from Illinois. And I fled up to Milwaukee in about, like, 2001 or 2? I think it was 2002, Um, just on a whim, for a job and I fell in love with it so I just moved up there and it's like you know close enough to home but far away and I'm in another state I'm really enamored with Wisconsin yeah
0: uh let's see uh I'm in bands yeah what t- tell me about your bands
1: I'm in a band called Body Futures with my husband DJ Hofstetler <laughs> Hofstetler and Chris Mori plays guitar. He's here this weekend at Thunder Snow, and um, we've been doing that for seven years, I think. You have two albums out. We have two albums out, self-released. I was in a band prior to that called White Ranch Conservatory, which was like a little like dream pop jaunt, and that was my first band. Mm. So I was kind of like a late bloomer. I wasn't in any garage bands in my teens or anything like that. I I mostly did, like, theater and uh, goth shit. (laughs) Sat in the corner with my, you know, incesticide T-shirt. And it never really occurred to me that I could do something musical myself until I moved to Milwaukee and met, like, all of the... If I had a hi-fi guys, and then... Um, this band New Blind Nationals, was together at the time. And that splintered off into like glacial speed and rally and heavy hand. and um, but they were like all in a band together when I first met them. And they introduced me to like a lot of noise rock and just kind of blew my blew my world open with stuff to listen to and made like music more approachable i think the key like the light bulb moment was when i um found out about poster children because oh. th- that was like the kind of thing was like oh my gosh they're they're like just like me and they're making music and they don't they have like the same ethos you know where it's like well we're just gonna do everything ourselves and we don't have any like delusions of grandeur or anything mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a, oh, I can do this too kind of thing. So that was when um, the snowball started rolling.
0: What did you play in White Conservative? Oh, I had
1: a sawed off um, home, like Hammond Sounder 3 that I took the body off of it and put it on a keyboard stand. And it was unwieldy. It was like exactly the length of my arms. (laughs) So I could like carry it in and out of clubs like this. But it would like go out of tune if I looked at it funny. (laughs) Um, It sounded really cool. It had like the stradella buttons on the left hand side, which kind of gave me a bridge to auto harp Mm. eventually. Because I've never wanted to play guitar or bass, Mm. even though I think it's really cool. Um, I just never wanted to like the the whole idea of strings and calluses on my oh, fingers yeah. and stuff never really appealed to me but <laughs> but buttons I can do mm-hmm. so and I've always strummed so that was kind of a I, I I tried playing accordion in that first band and mostly I just wanted it to sound like a lawnmower you know not like a polka thing or anything yeah. like that but well I'm also in a cover band called Ape in a Tank mm-hmm. that was actually the first Musical project I did in Milwaukee, like in 2003. Oh, okay. And the initial lineup was myself, Josh, Ashley, um, Tom, who's now out in Seattle in seminars, mm-hmm. and our friend Sean, who was in If I Had a Hi Fi and now lives in Oakland.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was, that happened because I was going to UW Milwaukee at the time. And I was taking a, like a music theory, not a music theory class, a music history class um, with this badass old Harley Poet Laureate guy, like outlaw dude named Martin Jack Rosenblum with this like huge beard. Oh, I knocked the table. Oh, sorry. And um, he wanted bands to play at the end of the semester. And he, like, singled me out in this huge class. He was like, Dixie, you've got a band, right? You want to play at the end hmm. of the semester? And I was like, sure, having nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, left the class and asked the guys if they wanted to freak out some squares, you know, at, like, 11 in the morning on the college campus. And they were all for it, so we learned, like, three songs. Hmm. That's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh... So you wanted to talk about
1: Genesis. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have to if you don't want to.
0: No, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay. Tell me about Genesis. Well,
1: Genesis is my favorite band. Um, and I I think they've always been my favorite band. It's just something that's kind of, like, ingrained in me, like some sort of, like, family line, you mm-hmm. know, that gets passed down. My dad got me into Genesis and Phil Collins because my dad's a drummer. So I stole all of his records in high school because he didn't like any of the like early proggy shit with Peter Gabriel and I was all about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, as I've gotten older I've definitely started appreciating more of their like art rock pocket of like abacab. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the other stuff like post invisible touches nonsense, but and people have very strong feelings about Phil Collins, mm-hmm. and I've always felt very protective of him because it's just always been something that's been a thing that I listen to that I love. Right. You know, there's like a there's like a, a frequency in my brain or like a, a vibration in my skull that like aligns with the universe when you hear it. You know, everybody's got that one thing that mm. that is like. Uh, not like nostalgia, but kind of similar, mm. you know, where you feel like, like comfort food, but music, right. I guess. So they've always been my favorite band. And I kind of like used it as a badge of honor when I was like getting shit for it, um, starting in like, you know, college and when I met some opinionated musician dudes with beards and hoodies with you know bands written on them they have (laughs) many many opinions about what they what they like and don't like and uh I was like yeah it's my favorite band fuck off you know (laughs) So I've never really had a really excellent answer as far as like, well, why is it your favorite band? I don't know. Like, why is your favorite color your favorite color? You know, some people have a specific reasoning behind it and some people just like the color blue, you know? So it's like my blue. I like <laughs> I like blue and I like Genesis.
0: So you initially came across them because of your dad. Because my dad. Hmm. Um, was it something that you immediately took to or was it just something that like over time you realized like you were listening to a lot of Genesis? I think
1: that once I got into high school and I was actually like actively listening to bands and records, um, then I was realizing that, Oh yeah, I like this catalog and I like this band and I like this way that they write songs and the way that Tony Banks plays keyboards and that sort of stuff. But you know, when you're little, you just like things that you like.
0: How did, uh, or I assume that being a musician, that uh, they've influenced you in some way.
1: Definitely, and it's like I'm not writing, you know, like seven minute Prague opuses because I really don't like a lot of Mm Prague. Like I like that one Rush song that goes (laughs) Don't tell Dan Hankey (laughs) and Neil Markowski. Um, I like Owner of a Lonely Heart, but that's a pop song. Um, Yeah, most people just assume that because I love Genesis, I love Prague, and that's not necessarily the case. Mm. Um, Where was that question? Oh, Musical Influences. My dad has definitely told me that Body Future sounds like Genesis, and I'm like, well, it's cool, I just can't hear that. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to hear what you write objectively or like take a step back and be able to hear it and hear like where your influences are coming from like for me body futures just reminds me of that one pj harvey record that i listen to over and over again and i feel like i just like kind of aped that instrument off of it and just went from there mm. um you know or like i rip off lyrics from evan dando or something like right. that you know but i don't hear genesis necessarily like specifically in what I do, but I know it's there. I yeah. mean, I'm playing keyboards, <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: So it's not it's it's not something that you like actively like try to to pull in. It's just like something that's that you know is there.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I always feel like after the fact, I will hear things and be like, oh, I must have been listening to this a lot when we wrote that song. Because um, I, I mean. I write songs so all the stuff I like can get conglomerated into something that I'm making, you know? So, I'll not necessarily want just like one song to sound like one band, mm. I think that's kind of dull too, if a band's like, we want to sound like this specific band, you know? Like, Okay. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you're
0: not you're also not actively trying to like push body features in more of a genesis sort of way. It's oh just, no. You
1: know, Sometimes when I'm feeling a little goofy, I'll joke to the guys that we're gonna do our um, third album, all reggae. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the reggae one, right guys? They're like yes. <laughs> no.
0: So Again, I'm not super familiar with Genesis. I yeah. Know there's the Peter Gabriel part uh-huh. and there's the Phil Collins
1: part. Okay. It, but... So they went to school together mm-hmm. in England. Um, and this was like Peter Gabriel, Tony Banks, who plays keyboards, and Mike Rutherford, who's mm-hmm. like the tall, like bass oh, right. multi instrumentalist. And they put out a college record that sounded like the Bee Gees. And it's kind of weird. And then after that, they did maybe, like, four or five records with Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. and he split with the band in 75 after they did this, like, double record concept story the, record. The Lamb. The lamb. The lamb. Mm-hmm. Lamb I's Down on Broadway, which is really good. Um, it's got, like, Brian Eno on it, so mm-hmm. a lot of times that's kind of, like, a gateway for me to, like, talk to dudes about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, Eno was on that record. <laughs> Um and then um Peter Gabriel split to go do all of his incredible solo work which I've been listening to the um the one with the melty face. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cuz all of his records are self-titled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> up That's... Until So. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of fun. Um so people refer to it as like what the cover of the record is. So I've been listening to the Melty Face one and Phil Collins is actually on that drumming oh. a couple of tracks and Kate Bush is on it and stuff. So uh, and I fucking love Kate Bush. Oh, my God. Um, What was I saying? Oh, then Peter Gabriel left the band, and they tried out other singers, and it didn't work out. So Phil Collins ended up just being the new singer. Mm -hmm. Um, And they went through, they lost a guitar player a couple records after that, and then they got to this, like, three-piece thing where they just kind of, like, tightened all the screws and were like, we're going to make some really concise Um, like Art Rock Mm -hmm. and fucking kicks ass and then like the you know Invisible Touch came out in 87 and it was a slimy mess but there's some good tracks on there so there's a lot of like I guess it's kind of cool that they have changed their sound so dramatically Mm. over the years but still maintained um, you know a certain anchor that makes them sound like them right you know, and a lot of people are like, I only listen to the '70s prog with Peter Gabriel. <laughs> you know, they're like too cool for school and shit. They're like that Phil Collins stuff is nonsense.
0: So you you you're in both camps. Like you you enjoy. Just... I'm definitely
1: in both camps. Yeah, there's like certain records I dislike more than others. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, I like A and B. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um. So if someone was going to try and get into Genesis like where where would you suggest that they start
1: um I think the lamb is really good to start because you can hear like where they were starting to get more rocky Mm -hmm. but there's still all the flowery prog shit Mm -hmm. um otherwise like if they wanted to hear like Phil Collins stuff where it was just like nailing it that would be abacab a lot of dudes like Abacab, and think that's the only good one.
0: So, they're still a band that you said that there's still a band that you frequently listen to. And...
1: I listen to them a lot. Yeah, yeah I listen to them when I mm-hmm. need to uh, give myself a little little boost in yeah. the brain when I'm feeling overwhelmed or blue.
0: Do you have any, like, specific experiences that that you relate to, to like, mm-hmm. being into the band or, like, songs or anything like that? Um, have you ever seen them? Oh, um, yeah. I've yeah. seen them a
1: bunch. And I've seen them with my dad. And that's been one of the few things that we've actually, like, done together as, oh. like, a hangout thing and we saw them oh god how many years ago was the last time? Maybe it was like two thousand seven or eight and I was like, this is this is probably the last one. It was starting to get a little like Phil Collins has a lot of mobility issues now. He like fucked his back up really bad and he has drop foot. So he's been like sitting during his like tour this year. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of awful. So but my first concert was Phil Collins in Chicago. So that was cool.
0: Was that with your dad as well? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I always equate like, yeah, seeing either like Genesis or Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel with my dad. So there's that. It's always like something that we're able to talk to each mm-hmm. other about, you know, where we don't drive each other crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, were they were they some sort of gateway into anything else or?
1: Um... I don't know. Because I ended up grabbing a bunch of my dad's records in high school and taking them up to my room because I had a turntable. And I wasn't listening to the Rush ones or the Yes ones, but I was listening to, I think that's when I started listening to like Pink Floyd mm-hmm. and The Police. Yeah. Now I feel like I listen to a lot of 80s music. <laughs> like a lot. A lot of that has to do with like playing tapes with Wizard at the bar.
0: Um, So I guess uh, what's something that you would want people to know about Genesis? I mean, aside from knowing like what a Phil Collins song is versus a Genesis with yeah, that it's
1: that it's not as like pretentiously gross as a lot of other prog bands are. Mm -hmm. That they're kind of you know weird black sheep in that category. I do definitely identify with, like, the concept of being lumped into a category but not necessarily fitting in, like, 100% into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I just want people to actually give them a chance instead of just knocking on it, you what know? Do
0: you, what do you think people don't give them a chance?
1: Um, I think that, like, there was this persona of Phil Collins that... Like a lot of people in our age group, kind of like have that Miami Vice like mm-hmm. slimy like where his songs were just fucking everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Like objectively, "Sue Studio" isn't a very good song, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of sick of that. But <laughs> his first record's really good, mm-hmm. you know, the one with "In the Air Tonight," mm-hmm. and oh, you know that's that... A
0: bad. that that that's a really good. Uh huh. Well, and that's on the radio a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. So do you listen to um, You said that you you like um, Well, do you listen to Peter Gabriel solo stuff?
1: A Um, lot A lot more than Phil Collins' solo stuff Like I He's been reissuing Or remastering all of his solo records So Mm -hmm. I've been giving them a listen Just to hear like How like Baller and clean it sounds in my car Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't really like Throw on his albums It's Peter Gabriel's better in my opinion at solo work mm-hmm. than Phil Collins is like Peter Gabriel makes albums and Phil Collins makes like songs on a record if that makes sense yeah I know. yeah.
0: do the other members of Genesis uh, oh yeah them? and it's so boring oh really like that's <laughs>
1: where all the flowery prog shit is like if you listen to like Steve Hackett who's the original guitar player mm-hmm. like his stuff's super flowery I went to go see him and he had a singer <laughs> with like ruffles on his sleeves and he looked like he wanted to be a vampire and i was like the only woman there under the age of 50 uh it sucked so bad but he was he was playing a lot of genesis songs and um tony banks does a lot of classical composition stuff now i think but like they've all put out Random solo stuff, and then Mike Rutherford was in Mike and the Mechanics oh. in the eighties. So there's that. That happened.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so, it, what is your is your favorite album? Uh, Lamb? Or... I
1: it definitely changes. Um, yeah, I would say so. I almost feel like I have to have like a favorite Gabriel era one and a favorite Collins era one. Otherwise, I'm not being fair. <laughs> so yeah, I would say The Lamb and Abacab probably oh, okay. are my two favorites.
0: What are what are the ones off Abacab? Or, or, um, or, or uh, did they have, like, you know, quote-unquote hit singles? Or... Yeah, like,
1: I think that No Reply At All is on that. Okay. And that was a single with, like, the horns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um that might have been the only single off that record. Oh, Keep It Dark was on that record. Okay. That's a sick jam. <laughs> Recommend everybody listen to Keep It Dark right now. They're going to be like, no. Why is this girl still talking about Genesis? It's so weird. Are they
0: uh, Are they still active in any way?
1: Um, they are not active anymore. I think that the last tour was... 2008 yeah, well, okay. uh-huh I feel like any single time that any of them get interviewed about anything that they're doing they always get asked when Genesis is reuniting mm-hmm. it sucks because Phil Collins can't play drums anymore
0: oh yeah
1: so his son has been drumming for him oh. on his tour so maybe he would do it but it would just be sad and weird.
0: So you, it's not something that you would look forward to?
1: It's, it's something I would be, like, concerned about. Yeah. <laughs> if they're like, yeah, we're going to do it. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> I don't think you should do that. <laughs> Plus there's this, like, French-Canadian tribute band that recreates the old shows with, like, oh. the costumes and the slides and the lighting and stuff pretty boss. That's another thing I go to where I'm the only woman under the age of 50 there. Genesis tribute bands? Genesis tribute bands, yeah. (laughs) It's super nerdy.
0: Are there more than one?
1: There's got to be more than one, but there's only one really good one. It's been like, the band gave them all their old slides. Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they gave them like the lighting plots and stuff like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. It's super (laughs) nerdy. (laughs) I'll be like, oh, they're playing this 14-minute song.
0: Well I guess it's since they're not doing anything and you wouldn't look forward to or you would be concerned. I've seen if, them enough. So there is there anything that that you feel like you wanted from Genesis that they didn't deliver on or
1: I definitely wanted them to do more with I think the lamb was gonna get like either some sort of Peter Gabriel wanted to make it into a movie, I think, mm-hmm. at one point. And that would have been really, really cool, like, in the vein of, like, Quadrophenia or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Because it's kind of a similar concept. Yeah, I never that never really occurred to me that there's, like, more in common with, like, The Who than there is with, like, Rush, mm-hmm. as far as, like, what their, like, activities were mm-hmm. at the time, what kind of... Records they wanted to put out and stuff, but I think a lot of that was Peter Gabriel's say. You know, he was like, <laughs> he was like having these elaborate, like, costumes and um, props and stuff like that, and uh, they would take forever <laughs> you know or they'd get like he wouldn't be able to get his like microphone up in this like weird bulbous like alien costume or something like was that he, was the entire band
0: having to dress up no just, oh, him. Just, just him just him okay.
1: yeah no peter gabriel's got our um uh, no tony banks has got his like you know wall of right, right. keyboards like fucking yanni or something <laughs>
0: well that's what I was i was having trouble figuring out like well, even like Phil Collins playing, having to play drums mm-hmm. in like, some sort of elaborate
1: costume. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely had a, a phase where he wanted to look like a hobo <laughs> for a few years. And then he wore a bunch of Hawaiian shirts for a couple of years. Um, and uh, yeah. Then he wore suits where he rolled up the, oh, yeah. the sleeves. hated that. That was really <laughs> ugly. Most 80s fashion is really gnarly
0: but you would say like overall they like in terms of what they did you're you're happy with with
1: yeah i don't know i'm not really like it's it's hard to say like that there would be something that you would want like your favorite band to have done mm-hmm. i guess it's like that's why they're my favorite band cuz i like what they did <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, um let's see where can people find body futures and Body like Futures
1: is on Bandcamp. Yeah. So both records are on Bandcamp and Ape and a Tank will play your Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> you just have to find us. And what else? Just Bandcamp. We yeah. have Oh, I have boxes of records in my basement if anybody wants one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, for body features. Yeah.
0: Did uh did your previous band have anything? Or...
1: Yeah, that's that's out of print.
0: Well, uh, it, it yeah. Is there anything else or you feel good about this?
1: I feel good about this. Do you feel good about this? I feel good about this. Okay. Have we talked about Genesis too much?
0: Oh, n- n- we can keep. talking. What's
1: your favorite Genesis song? Have you heard like more than one? Uh, it... do you like, um, Land of Confusion?
0: Oh, yeah, I like Land of Confusion. That's the one with the puppets.
1: That's the one with the puppets, the spitting image puppets. Mm -hmm. There's some really bad, like, hardcore or grindcore cover of that song that came out like a couple years ago that Mm -hmm. I do not recommend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I I remember uh, enjoying, like, all the singles and stuff. They they were a band that, they were were of a weird time for me that I, I... Uh, anything that came on MTV Mm -hmm. or for the most part anything that came on MTV that was supposed to be, I guess, aimed more at my parents' generation or something. Yeah. I I was totally into like like, Annie Lennox would come on and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. She's a fucking genius.
1: Yeah. I love me some Annie Lennox.
0: But I, I know that like that wasn't directed like walking on broken glass wasn't aimed at <laughs> what, whatever like nine year old me right or but I was like oh this is great uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, so yeah no all the Genesis stuff that that would come on MTV for V H one I was way into I was definitely a fan of V H one I feel like I
1: have the music taste of like a dad sometimes. Yeah, With all the the Annie Lennox and the Sting. Well, see, the the
0: weird thing is, though, that for a while I was into the Peter Gabriel stuff, but then the Peter Gabriel stuff felt too artsy Uh for me. And so when it was, not that I knew that there was any connection between them, Uh but... You know, they would show the Peter Gabriel and then they would show the Phil Collins and uh-huh. they're like, Oh, in the air tonight. Yeah, that's that's where it's at. It's a jam, and, man. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that sledgehammer song's kinda. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. It's I... got a cool
1: video with uh, dancing chickens. It does. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: He definitely made some cool videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well thank you for doing this. Oh thank you for, for asking me to do it. Of course. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you for indulging my my desire to talk about genesis for a half hour. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dennis. You're welcome.
0: The operative is produced in conjunction with Radio Note. For a full listing, go to radionote.com.